All right. I'm actually going to Facebook this morning. Woo! My favorite place. Uh, did, I, did you get a picture from me? Go ahead and put that up here. I put this on Facebook, and a couple, I noticed a couple of you found it, but I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. This is, this is from a guy named Jeff. He says, A friend and I were at campfire. Suddenly we saw a snake come out of the flames, wiggling in pain. My friend reached into the flames and pulled out the snake to save it. And when he did, it bit his hand. My friend's reaction was to shake the snake loose, and when he did, it fell back into the fire. He immediately reached back into the fire to pluck it out again, and it bit him again. He shook the snake free, only to see it fall back into the fire. As he started out, as he started to reach out once again to pull the snake from the fire, I called out to him. I said, hey, don't be a fool for the third time. If it bit you the first and second time, it'll bite you again. His response stopped me in my tracks. He said, just because the nature of the snake is to bite me, that doesn't mean that I will alter my nature, which is to help With that, he picked up a stick and reached in to finally pull out the snake and free it from the fire. The moral is simple. <laughs> Don't allow the negative nature of some or all of those around you to change the positive nature that God has given you to share with all. Nothing wrong with being smart like taking out a stick. But help save, I didn't say beat them with a stick. But help, save, support, encourage, and strengthen those around you regardless of their actions or reactions. Focus more on who you are and who you represent than what others may say or think about you. When you look at that, you know some snakes in your life. That's been kind of hard. You've been reaching out. You've reached out once. You've reached out twice. You've reached out a third time, and they keep biting you back. And we finally get to the point where we say, well, just forget those people, man. I mean, I'm so sick and tired. You know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of this person. I'm sick and tired of this. Uh, you know, really, the Lord tells us, man, sometimes you got to be careful. Sometimes you got to take that stick out. Sometimes you got to reach out to them and be careful, but you're still reaching out, and you could be saving them from the fire. You could be saving them from dying. You, should, you could be saving them from death. And when we look at that, when we look at that snake, that's a, I believe that's a, that's a rat snake, isn't it? Anybody know? That rat snake, that's a big snake. We've got a lot of those out of our house, and, and they're not poisonous. A lot of people out there are really not poisonous, man. They're just, they're just bitter. They're just hurting. They're, they just need help. That's what we're called to. That's who we are. Okay, you can take that off there. I think they've had enough of that. All right. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to go to Romans 6. Who are we anyway? Who are we? What are we doing? What, huh? What are we doing here? You guys are looking at me like, I don't know what I'm doing here. It's too hot outside. <laughs> Nothing else to do. 
I'm going to say hi to Mrs. Smith back there in the back. Used to be Miss Goodnight. <laughs> Just had to say that. She was standing back there. <laughs> what are we? What are we doing here? Why, why are we even... Why are we even here? Man, we could be doing something else. What? <laughs> All right, we're going to go to Romans 6. I want to, I want you, I want to read this, and I want, you guys, I want you guys to tell me what this means to you. Romans 6, I think, uh, are we starting at 13, 12? Do not let sin... Now, we started last week. We read 1 through 11, didn't we? Isn't that right? says, do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Okay, well, hmm. do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. We talked about this next week, uh, last week. If you were born again, you have a new life. You are not the old person that you used to be. We're coming from that to now. If knowing we already know that who we are we have a new life. We are a new creation in Christ. And so Paul is saying you are a new creation in Christ. So therefore, you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master. For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. What law is he talking about here? Leave it right there for a minute, Ethan. What law are we talking about? What? The Old Testament law, the Old Covenant laws. But guys, those laws were set in place for a reason. The Old Testament, I think Dennis, was it Dennis and I that was having this conversation last week? Dennis and I were raised in a very legalistic type of church. And we understand where each other's coming from. You know, sometimes it's very difficult for those of us who lived, who were, who were raised, who heard legalism all of our lives to see this right here. We no longer live under the law. We no longer, but still yet, the law was set there in, a, in place for a reason. What was the reason that we had the law? He said to realize we couldn't fulfill it. What? Tell us that we needed a Savior from ourselves. That's good. Thank you for finishing that. What else? We didn't have guidance of the Holy Spirit through the new, through the new covenant. So they had, to, they had to have some kind of code to go by. Do you realize that you have the Holy Spirit? We talk about that every Sunday. We, do, you, do you, have, you realize that if you're born again, you have, we all have the same Holy Spirit. But when you're raised in a type of, of atmosphere, of condemning atmosphere, you don't really listen to this, the Holy Spirit as much as you listen to yourself. Now the Old Testament was put... We cannot do away with the Old Covenant. We can't do away with the Old Testament. Why? Because we have to know where we came from. A lot of the Old Testament uh, stories like Samson and Noah, uh, Jonah, Abraham, uh, Moses, all those guys, none of those guys were perfect and none of them could live up to the law if they had to. None of them. And you can't either by the way. Nobody could live up to the law other than Jesus himself. And so we had to have that to know that we had to have a Savior. Man, we had to have somebody save us from ourselves. 
because there was no way that we were going to get anywhere with having those commandments in front of us and we had to try and follow all those commandments. And if you, if you broke one of those commandments, I'm not talking about just 10, but if you broke one of those commandments, you broke all of them. There was just no way that we could do it. So I, Dennis and I were talking, I believe, it was, I believe it was Dennis, there's two or three of you talked to me about this this week. I had conversations with two or three of you this week about this. Is that there were 400 years, now think about this, 400 years between the Old and the New Testaments. They call them the silent years. We don't really know much about those 400 years. Man, what could, that, what could have been going on in those 400 years? What could have been going on? And then Jesus came and he, you know, he actually lived in the Old Testament ways. He never, he, ne- he abided by the Old Testament. He lived in the Old Testament because the Old Testament was still in place until Jesus died. He was buried and he resurrected and then came the, old, the new covenant, right? And then you got to think about the Apostle Paul. I was talking to Amy about the Apostle Paul this morning. Is Apostle Paul, he probably didn't have very many friends, because he was raised in the old covenant. And all of a sudden, Paul gets knocked off his horse. He gets blinded. All this revelation starts coming to him. And instead of being one who persecuted the Christians, he became one who loved the Christians and tried to get everyone else saved into thinking about this, into knowing this new covenant. And so he's here in Romans talking about the new covenant. And these people are born-again people, but they cannot seem to get out of the old way of thinking. The old covenant way of thinking. How many of you realize we're still having the same problems? We're still having the same problems. We get upset when they knock the Ten Commandments down. Because if we feel like that's violating our very rights as a born-again believer. And guys, it is, it is horrible when they knock those, t- those Ten Commandments down. But they could be doing a lot worse, and they will if we continue to let them. Somebody taking our rights. Somebody, you know, somebody taking our privileges. We're all concerned about that, guys. But I'm here to tell you that the word is so powerful and the word is so strong that they'll never take it away. They're never going to take it away. And Jesus already knows the outcome. And he's already won. So we might as well go along with him. Amen? Well, I guess we better get going. Sin is no longer your master. For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Well then, Paul says, well then. Since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? He already said this before. He said, I said it again. Do we go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey. What's going up here on the second row? Huh? Okay. Okay, I think I already know. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? So what do you choose to obey? Oh, quit being so. Come on. What do you choose to obey? 
as the years, I want, you to, I want you to disagree with me on this just for the fun of it, okay? As the years go by, church becomes less and less important. I ask you to disagree with me on it. Thank you. To the public out there, church is becoming less and less. It's just, it's just become, and that's, that's, really, that's really scripture. That's, that's what's going to happen, and then all of a sudden, boom, we'll see the real church. But we're going to go through these phases. And you can see it because the most popular churches today are the ones who are people-pleasing churches who get you in the door by certain things that they'll get you in the door with, and those are the most important things to people. What did I hear? Whoever offered, was that Dover? Dover just first time in like two years Dover's ever said anything in church. <laughs> <laughs> be bold, be strong, man, if you're talking. <laughs> Don't you realize that you become a slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God once you were, everybody say were. were. Everybody say it again, were. Were is past tense. Do we have an English teacher in here? It's past tense. I got D's in English, but I do know that. Were is past tense. You were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Paul is speaking over these people. I'm sure not everybody was whole. How many of you think that there was somebody in this crowd that wasn't wholeheartedly following God's word? Huh? But he's speaking over them. This is because of who you are. That you are wholeheartedly, their hearts were given over to the Lord, you see. You see, whether, you living, whether you're living it or not, whether you feel it or not, whether, you're, whether, you're, uh, whether your health is showing it or not, whether, you're, whether you're, your words are, how many of you have cussing problems in here? Go ahead, raise your hand. Hallelujah, look. <laughs> Woo, we, got a real, we got a bunch of real people in this place. <laughs> How many of you have anger problems in this place? There's more of those. So you really all you anger people are cussing too. So you might as well put your hand up then. I dropped a big metal ramp, my tractor ramp on my foot the other day. I thought I broke all five toes. Boy, I felt like saying five or six different words. Don't be looking at me like that. What was that? One for each toe. <laughs> <laughs> you see, we all go through things like that. Don't be looking at me like, but the pastor's not supposed to do anything. <laughs> pastor goes through stuff just like you. I'm out there working every day just like you are. So we all go through those things. We all fail. There, there's not one person in here that is not failing sometime, someplace, Somewhere, but still, I'm free from sin. Yeah, come on, I hear it. Come on. Oh, thought you were asking me to dance. I'm free from sin. 
because of who I am. It's not because of how I act. Okay, now you see there, 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 are some different, there are some different beliefs, even in this room, because most of us, like Dennis and I and Delana and Gina and, and, and even several, several others in here, we were brought up in legalism, and we think we are on the merit system still. We still think, that it comes through our mind, we still think that every time we do something wrong, God's up there watching. Because that's exactly what we were told, is we got to get saved again, over and over and over and over. That's just, that's just, let me tell you something. That's just dumb. But, but that's how we carry, man, he had to have been saved probably 17,000 times by now. And that was, that was last week. Yeah, but you still love me. <laughs> yes, yes and, and even more important, God still loves you. You <laughs> see, even though the word says that nothing can separate us from the love of God, we still think that we're on a merit system. We still think that the better we live, that God loves us more, that God's going God's to react to us more. Guys, you realize that everything that goes, that you do, everything that you go through, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go out right and say it. It's your fault. It's my fault. Oh my gosh, that would just make so many people mad. Anybody get mad just now? Don? Oh, I thought that was your hand. That's your head going, bobbing. Hey, guys, we are responsible for the way we act. We are responsible for the, what we say. We are responsible for what we do. And if you say that in some churches today, everybody gets mad. That's not, what, that's not the way I want to live. I really don't care the way you want to live. That's the truth. I'm responsible for everything. I'm responsible for myself. You see, did we ever finish Okay, yeah, we choose what we become slaves to. Did you just read that? Now you are free from your slavery of sin and have become slaves. I want to know what righteous living is then. I want to know what that is. If I mess up every day, those of you who, have, who, who are having cussing problems, those of you who have an anger problems, those of you who are having other kinds of problems. What is righteous living? Because it says that we live it every day. Are we going to have to go home and think about I've got one hand right here. Say that again. Okay. Right standing in what? In Jesus. So, what if I don't ask for forgiveness? I'm still righteous through him. Huh? Well, no, wait a minute. I've been taught all my life if I do not ask for forgiveness today, I'm going to hell if I die. I've got a head over here going, yes, that's exactly what, what I've been taught. I've got one back there going, yes, but... Guys, that's not even what the Word says. That's what some person said, stood up here in front of you and told you, and you heard it, and you listened to it, and you believed it, and therefore you lived it. Even though it was a lie. Even though it was ignorance, maybe. Taught out of ignorance. He may not have been trying to lie to you, but it was taught out of ignorance. 
You see, righteous living is something that we live every day because we are in right standing. It, it doesn't matter how bad we are. Of course, it matters how things are going to come out to us, but it doesn't matter to God how, we, how many times you cuss a day. Come on now, I'm going to tell you the truth. You might. It doesn't matter that you make mistakes every day. God does not leave you because you are not on a merit system. But Paul says, then why do we go on sinning? Most of what's taught in the pulpit today, we just, we have become life coaches. We stand up here and we have become life coaches. It just it's all right, just keep going on, just keep, you know, just do as good as you possibly can. Just Guys, I am not your life coach. And, and if, you, if you need a life coach, you're in trouble here because I expect you to be responsible for yourself. And I've told people that and they get so mad at me and they don't, you know, they just think, oh, well, I never... You are to be responsible for yourself. You are to learn. You are to find. You are to get in the Word yourself. You are to find out who you are in Christ because the, 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 the 25 minutes that you have with me is not going to get you very far. It's just not going to get you very far. See, you're responsible. This is, man, some of this is just, see, Coonrod couldn't stand it anymore. He left. Mm. This is so difficult to understand that we as, as believers are responsible to open the word ourselves. I am not responsible to do, it, do that for you. And even, and even more, you who are parents are responsible to make sure that your children at home are opening up the words themselves, finding out who they are in Christ, and you are responsible for that. That's why... I know, I know that you guys think, those of you who are getting ready to have babies, those of you who have babies, sometimes you think, well, God just gave me this precious child because I'm so, they're just so precious. No, God gave you that child because you are responsible to raise that child in the ways of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Not, not to make sure that they make a certain amount of money a year. Not that they can live out your greatest dreams through them. That's the biggest issue right now is parents are thinking that, you know, you know, I saw a thing on TV that said parents, they're finally figuring out that parents are trying to get their children to live through sports. I've been preaching that for years and, and they just found out <laughs> that for some reason sports fulfill something in an adult through their children and therefore they're raising their children through sports and wearing their kids out by the time they're 15. I saw that on secular news. I thought, wow, that would even preach. What is righteous living? I have not done any of this today. I could use this next week. <laughs> you see, Paul had written this letter to a group of believers and they were having a hard time coming out of the old covenant thinking into new covenant living. I, I'm, you know, I prayed this morning before I got here, Lord, help me to set somebody three, free through your word. And I believe I'm doing that this morning. 
You see, you might have been raised in a way, you might have been raised in something, you might have been told something that wasn't true. Well, don't get all mad about it. Don't get all upset about it. Don't, don't get mad at that person because that person may just been preaching out of ignorance. They, they might not even have known. But you see, when we read the Word of God, then we get the truth. And we just don't get somebody's opinion. Because if you get my opinion up here, you're, you may get something different than the Word. Correct? But when we read the Word, this is the truth. And we have been set free from sin. We have been set free from, from, from all these guidelines that they had to put in front of these people. Why do you think they had to put guidelines in front of people? See, it wasn't so bad you could come back after all. Why did they have to put guidelines in front of people like that? Because they didn't have the Spirit of God to guide them. Somebody said that earlier. Because they didn't have the Spirit of God to guide them through these things, these things of life, man. They, had to, they, were, they lived in condemnation every single day. And there are still born-again people living in condemnation every single day. Can't have that. Man, we've been set free. We've been set free. We've been set free. Listen, we've been set free from sickness. We've been set free from fear. What? We've been set free from poverty. Oh, you're not the only one. When we're, you, do you notice that we're taught, when we're taught something that's not the truth, that is, it ingrains in our mind, it ingrains in us. And we live exactly that way. Some people could not live without telling everybody else how sick they are. Some people live by telling other people they're sick. That's, that's, they want that what? Some people can't live without chaos. Thank you very much. My, my daughter-in-law's up here preaching on the second row. So, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Can't live without chaos. Can't live. Man, there are so many born-again people living in fear. There are so many people living in sickness. There are so many people living in poverty and so, many, so much this and so much that. It's simply because we think, sometimes we think that God has kind of put us here, but no, God has already given us everything that we could possibly need. Amen. And He has set us free because we believe in His Son. And so therefore, the more we understand of that righteous, that righteous living, what that righteousness is, the more we understand and the more we live it. We get out of that unrighteous thinking, out of that poverty thinking. We don't have to tell people we're sick anymore. I love, I, I just can't, I just, I love it when people get on Facebook and tell everybody how sick they are. That's dumb. Because when you put that out there, you watch, you'll be sick most of the time. I had one, one of my old friends the other day, he, he got on Facebook and said, I keep getting stung by wasps and bees. He got stung all week by, he'd go outside and get stung by a bee. Yes, and he kept posting it. I keep getting stung by bumblebees, I don't even know why. 
I wanted to say, you dummy, it's because you're putting it out there. The bees are following you on Facebook. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Guys, we are no longer under condemnation. We are no longer under the law, but we need the law to show us where we are today. We need the law to show us who we are in Christ. We need the whole, I don't know if you realize or not because people ask me this, but when they ask me, what kind of church is this anyway? This is really what we would call ourselves a full gospel church. We believe in the whole, we believe in the whole Bible. We don't cut things out. This is a full gospel church. You don't ever hardly hear that word anymore, those two words, full gospel. This is a full gospel church. When you start cutting things out like you don't, you know, you don't believe in this, you don't believe in that, you don't believe in, you know, we're full gospel. We believe in the entire gospel. Amen. Well, amen. Now you know who you are. And when people ask you, what kind of church is that anyway? Full gospel. Right? And then you can say, and we've been set free. We've been set free from poverty. We've been set free from sickness. We've been set free from disease. We've been set free. We've been set free from all this. And then they'll probably run from you after that. But you know, at least you've been a good... Because that's who we are. That's who we are. When we go, I've got so many things I want to say, but I, I'm just not going to say them today. I just got, you know, the Lord has just implanted in me some things that, you know, you've got to, you've got to believe in who you are, and then your life will change. You got to be, you got to raise up givers. You got to raise up people who serve. You got, guys, that's who we are. Somebody came up to me the other day or told me the other day, well, he so and so's leaving because he doesn't feel like he's been fed. Well, I don't have much of sheep. You're not a bunch of sheep. If you're not being fed, it's probably because you're not doing anything. If you don't work, you don't eat. That's what the Look here. Our life is to serve and to give. If you are not doing those two things, you probably are not being fed. That's who we are. Everybody say, that's who I am. Man, it's a good, he's a good, good father. And he's not, he's not standing up there going, oh, you sorry thing. <laughs> Carry 17,070. <laughs> no, he's not doing that. He's given us everything we need and therefore we just need to understand who we are. It is so stinking simple. It is so simple to find out how to live in this righteous living. I don't have, listen, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to do everything right. I don't have to say everything right. I don't have, listen, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to be perfect every day. I don't have to do anything right, everything right every day. God loves me who I am, but he expects me to grow. Because who I am. And the only way I'm going to grow is to find out more and more who I already am and what God has already given me. Wow. How, how simple is that? Very. Thank you very much. Man, God is so good. Stand up with me. Come on. Woo, this is going to be, this going, we're going to have good time in here this summer. We're going to find out more and more who we are in Christ. 
And every time something comes up, every, every time something crazy comes up in our lives, we're going to say, hey, that really is not that big of a deal. That's right. Amen. Every time. Every time somebody says something to us, whether it be in the family or at work, you're going to say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to let that get to me because that's really just not that big of a deal. Yeah, come on. All right. Father, in Jesus' name, I speak over every person in this room, including myself, that we're going to be bold, that we're going to be strong, that we're going to know who we are in Christ. Father, we're going to take this summer and we're going to find out more and more every Sunday who we are. Father, we're going to see changes in, in this place. We're going, to see, we're going to see a strength come out of this church. We're going to be able to not only reach the community, we're going to reach the world. There is no stopping this place. We have no limits on us. No stopping this place because the only thing that can stop us is our own attitude. And we don't have a stinking attitude in here. We've got the attitude of knowing this is who we are in Christ. We will not be stopped. We will be bold in whatever God tells us and calls us to do is what we're going to do. I speak over every person in this place. You are a servant. You are a giver. We have 100% givers and 100% servers in this place. If you're saying I'm not there yet, you will be because that's who you are. Don't let anybody else tell you you're not. But Mark, you don't know how much money I make. It doesn't make any difference how much money you make. But Mark, you don't know. I don't have any time. God will find you time. Speaking over you right now. Don't you let anybody else tell you who you are. God tells you who you are. He just told us. Therefore, that's who we are. Say it right now. That's who I am. No, that's really who I am. So that means sickness, you got to go. Poverty, you got to go. Whatever does not belong to God does not belong to you. Let me say it again. Sickness does not belong to you because it does not belong to God. Fear does not belong to you because it doesn't belong to God. Fear has nothing to do with who you are. Sickness has nothing to do with who you are. Hallelujah. Well, come on, that's who we are. So we might as well take who we are and start living it. Yes. I don't, you know what? I don't want to get to heaven someday and find out, man, this is everything I had and I never used it. Amen. That's yes. true. How many of you want to get to heaven and find out? Oh, you mean I could have done this? Yeah. But because of my stinking attitude, I never did it. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. 